at $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're listening to the SNES Podcast with your host, Soulblazer. Hi everybody, this is Super NES Podcast, uh, episode number 170 this time. Uh, as always, uh, I'm Greg, joined by Joe. Hello. Uh, how's it going, Joe? It's going. It's yeah, a blustery doing... day. Yes, yes. So, um, just some just behind the scenes podcasting here. Joe and I both live in New England, so uh, we were expecting the worst from Hurricane uh, Tropical Storm Henry. But as of the time recording this, it looks like it looks like the storm is kind of verging off to the side, and uh, side no longer going to be directly hitting us. That's good. I actually so. have sunlight coming through my window right now. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a strange storm, a strange storm, strange storm. Like trying to plan for that's for yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, but but anyway, so uh, we are joined by another guest host today, who also is a New Englander. Uh, surprise, surprise! Although he's in a different area, a, a different area of the region, the other, the other region that we are. Um, so he's been in the podcast several times before in the past. We're very pleased to have Will back on the podcast again. Yeah, great to be back, guys. Great How's to it have going, you. Will? It's going pretty good. It's a uh, dark sky out there, and uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. made sure to keep get the AC yeah. cranked up and got myself a little cool, and then shut it off for the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Today's not going to be that bad for temperature, at least. So it's like you know, at least we're going to lose power. It's not going to be that bad today, but tomorrow kicks in a heat wave. So, Ugh. but I'm kind of I'm kind of glad the storm projection prediction is not as bad as it's like originally saying. So, but. Um, and how appropriate is it that we're talking about Tropical Storm by playing a tropical game this podcast? And we didn't even <laughs> plan it. No, we didn't. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, so Will brought a game to the table for us to talk about again. And uh, which game do you want to look at this time, Will? So this time I brought Super Adventure Island. Yes, this is a game I actually I actually never played before, So, which is strange because I really enjoyed the NES ones a lot. But I never got around to playing the Super NES ones. So, um, But uh, Joe, what was your experience? Did you play the franchise... Um, to the franchise at all? Oh my god, so at Super, I mean, uh, Adventure Island for the NES, um, all three of those games I had experience with and owned as a child slash teenager, and uh, well, I guess technically not I mean, I was 13. It, it's borderline, uh, whether you want to consider that a teenager or not, but anyways um, I, I loved these games on the NES and when uh, you brought it across like what games we could play for this particular episode i was immediately like oh i've never played super adventure island i definitely want to play that so i have some experience with the franchise i even have experience with the uh the wonder boy series on the um uh master system so you know yeah i was wondering if uh, you guys were going to mention if you were aware of the connection yes yes yeah i I actually, I actually was not. I, um, I actually, I actually was not aware of the connection. Uh, connection. Uh, like I was doing research on re- research on this game, so um, it is interesting. But yeah, so we'll get into it here in just a moment. Um, so, what about your history? Your history of the franchise, Will? Why do you want to like talk about this game? So, my cousin had the original Advent- Adventure Island on the NES, 
And that was a game that we never got very far into it. And uh, for good reason, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, I played uh, Adventure Island 2 and 3 and loved those games. And then, no, I, I didn't have the Super Nintendo growing up, but my uncle had one. And I'm pretty sure I rented Super Adventure Island at some point. So because of the amount of time I had to play it, I wasn't able to beat the game at the time. And mm. couldn't hear anything about it either because my uh, aunt would always tell us, turn the sound down. So anything we played over at their house on this big TV was in silence. Mm. Or very, very low. <laughs> That's the worst of the kid. It's like, you know, we have this, like, this great television set set up to play something on on, and you can't, like, take advantage of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's That's like, so yeah, we just had to be careful. Like, could turn it up a little bit, but if we had it up too loud, turn the sound down. Mm. Yeah, but, but, uh, yeah, so definitely. Um, so, yeah, Super Adventure Island is part of a, like, part of a, uh, like, major, well, fairly major franchise, you know, like, called, like, Adventure Island, uh, like, here in the West. Um, which is, you know, which is, which is what just mentioned, like, an adaptation, adaptation of the arcade game Wonder Boy, uh, uh, which is, um, uh, uh, so which went on to spawn his own uh, series of games, the Wonder Boy series, like, for uh, Sega Systems. So, Joe mentioned earlier, there, yes, 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 Joe mentioned earlier that he has some experience, experience like those games. So, and I think it's, um, I think it's Hudson Soft's second most popular series behind Bomberman. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I definitely believe that. Yeah, so yeah, so this game yes, this game was produced by Hudson Soft, as Will just mentioned. We, uh, I mentioned uh, uh, we have covered Hudson Soft before in the past, so I wouldn't spend too much time on them. They were around from nineteen seventy three to uh, two thousand twelve. Um, so like you know. Um, yeah, so Barman Adventure Island. Uh, they also uh, they also developed the Bonk games. Uh, the, oh yes, um, Bonk, yeah. Yep, yep. And they also uh, so they also developed uh, and they also worked with Nintendo to help develop some of their games as well too. Um, such, I mean, such, uh, such some of the early, uh, early uh, Mario Party games. So, hmm. and I uh, never Hudson played Soft. those ones. That's uh, one series yeah. I didn't get into was the Mario Party. Mario Party's great. Oh, I know I mean, it is. I know a lot of people yeah. love it. I just never got into it. Yeah, but yeah, there's yeah the yeah the roster of characters these days is kind of getting ridiculous. But. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, it's all cool. So, yeah, so Hudson Soft, Hudson Soft ceased to exist in 2012. They merged with Konami. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so Konami has all the rights to their games catalogs these days. That's why, that's why when, so that's why then uh, as, as that's why when the TurboGrafx Mini came out last year, Konami was the one who actually, like, released it. Because they're the ones who have the rights to their hardware and software mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. So, um, the game was developed by a company called Produce, which also, which also a company we covered before in the past. Uh, they developed Seven Saga. Uh, that's probably the game they're best like known for. So one of the infinitely hard uh, RPGs of the system. So hmm. uh, they also developed Brain. Uh, they also developed Brain Lord, which is another game that we've t- covered here in the podcast in the past. Like it's an RPG. So um, and uh, uh, they also developed a lot of the. They also developed a lot of the, They also developed a lot of the, a lot of the Super Bomberman games to the system as well too. So um, and they're no longer around either. They also uh, they were around for 1990. And, uh, 1990 until uh, 2015. So, um, so Super Adventure Island. Uh, um, I'm going to try the Japanese name here. I may butcher it, but I'll give it a shot. Um, in Japan, the game is known as Takashi Mijin no Dakibojima, which translates roughly as Master Takashima's Great Adventure Island. So, uh, fairly accurate translation, at least. So, 
uh, like for the U.S. version of the game. So, came out uh, came out in 1992 uh, for all uh, worldwide. Uh, first Japan, then North America. Like later on, pal. So, um, Joe, you kind of comically said before the pod the podcast what the actual plot of the game was uh, pretty <laughs> like pretty easily. Uh, do you mind like regaling the listeners like that again, please? Yeah. So you play as Master Higgins, who goes on an adventure to rescue his girlfriend, who is turned into stone. Um, I I'm not good with the character names, but yeah, they're basically like the little like if you want to cut it up cutscene that they show is like this little wizard guy basically comes down and turns his girlfriend into stone which I don't understand because they're cuddling they like he's got his arm around her when she turns to stone shouldn't that have turned him into stone as well I mean plot holes it but, never works you know. that way in fiction yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never works that way and it, it, it lists it lists the um the wizard as dark cloak oh okay yes. that makes sense yeah. Yeah. I mean that's such yeah. a video game name <laughs> yeah, so you play a Master Higgins, uh, who's the, uh, who's the same character like the NES games. Um, uh, uh, like your girlfriend, supposed to be called Tina, although a lot of the English materials call her like um, uh, Genie Jungle for some reason. Hmm. So um, I don't know why transition di- tra- transition difficulties, perhaps. But you know, like any event, that, maybe but, they were yeah. thinking of Jill of the Jungle, the old uh, PC game. Mm. Could be, could be. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So. Anyway, so, uh, well, you have the most, so you have the most uh, familiarity and knowledge, uh, like, knowledge of this game than any of us here, so why don't you tell us basically how the game plays, like, and how it works? So, you get, there's, there's five levels with three stages each, with the third stage ending in a final boss. And each, uh, area is pretty much, they, they kind of kept it kind of varied with the different areas, so you're not really going through the same same looking area twice there, there's a couple there's a couple that are a little little similar but for the most part it, it's a wide variety of uh, areas you go through yep so yeah so it's uh, uh yeah so the game is uh the game is pretty basic platformer fair uh anybody's played uh, any of the adventure islands games before the uh, either like an NES or Game Boy is gonna feel right at home with this because the game really just like a carbon copy of those games but um, you know, as a matter of fact, you know, like, I, um, you know, I, um, you know, I think the best way to describe this game is, to describe this game, like, just literally, literally Adventure Island from the NES, just, like, remade for Super NES quality. Yeah, so, I, I had to go uh, look can... to see if it was actually supposed to be a remaster of the original game, and I don't believe it is. No, it, no, it's not, but it sure looks like it. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's what I first thought. I'm like, are they expanding on the original game? And no, they weren't. No. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, this is an early Super NES game. I mean, I'm looking, like, January to January 92 for Japan, so, like, April for North America. So it's like, you know, they could be forgiven just for, like, you know, like, saying, like, hey, you know, like, this, you know, this franchise is doing well for us. Let's make a new game for it. So, and it's like, you know, like, you know, crunch time scale, limited limited experience of the system, blah, blah, blah. There's numerous reasons for that, I think. But there is a sequel to this game, which we'll talk about later on, but... Because they did try out the sequel too as well. Because I was curious about the game, and, and that one's, um, that game's like very different. So, um, but yeah, so, um, uh, uh, yeah, so like you know, you basically just go, just navigate through Higgins through a, uh, a wide variety of landscapes, as well mentioned already. Like there's like a, um, there's a jungle stage, there's like a volcano stage, there's an ice stage. Why this, uh, why, why is an ice stage? You know, a tropical area, Lord only knows. But there's one. <laughs> and I wrote so. down what each area platformer. was too. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, but yeah so um yeah so uh it's uh you have a health gauge uh you also have lives and you can earn lives by certain um yeah, you can earn lives by doing two two different things. They get the point plateaus, you know, like uh, uh, arcade games. Or every now and then, there's also like a there's also like a bonus zone you can access. Um, a certain item will send you up to the bonus zone, and if you're able to successfully collect the items on hopping around platforms, you can see like the so you can like pick up one up that way. Now, how many of those uh, did you guys discover as you went through the game? Only. Only one. Only one. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah, I found three of them. I think. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's definitely good then. Yeah, they're not easy to find. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's also, I uh, yeah, so there's also like fruit that you can find every now and then, uh, both to gain points, like and also be able to get like hit points back because, for some reason, for some reason you lose hit points. Hit points as you hit points as you play the game, and I hate games well, like it's, that. It's like, I think it's I think it's supposed to be more of a timer, because it, the, this game has the uh, the one hit deaths. Oh yeah, that's true too. I guess, but it's like, it, but it doesn't look like it. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Technically, you're right, but I was like, but you know, I thought it to be like hit point gauge because it's like you know, because like you know, if, it, if you have a timer, just have a timer. Yeah, because it, it, it does look way? a it's lot weird. like a hit gauge. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, for every so. for every other game that we see that has the segmented pieces, that's usually your yeah. your life. But no, no, it's as far as I know, unless they planned that mm. originally in the original uh, games. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I I was pretty sure this was like one hit one kill, which is annoying yeah. because there's no checkpoints either, and that really drove me nuts. Yeah, unless you're so. riding on the um, skateboards, right? So that right, gives, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. But uh, yeah, so uh, yes, yeah, so skateboard is here in this game. Uh, your weapons, the, the weapons you have in this game are pretty basic. You either have like a stone axe, which is a, the stone axe, and a boomerang, both of which are like previous games. Right. Um, the axe can only be tossed left and right. Um, the boomerang, however, can be shot in four directions, which is very handy. So being able to shoot like either straight up or straight down is like a lifesaver, like in many areas. Yeah. And they can both so. be upgraded as well. Yep, you can get. Uh, you're able to eventually be able to shoot three of them, like three of them, like at one time. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then it goes to the get, fireballs. The fireballs, yeah. yep. So, exactly. So, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, there's also, there's, there's also hit items every now and then. You can also find certain, play certain, like, fruit and vegetables by jumping certain areas, too. So, um, and Higgins also has double jump, uh, that you can also use to help get past, like, certain areas, so. And, you know, side note, I think it's comical, the double jump animation, because it's, like, you yeah, he's like he's like leap to the air with like fist extended, like you know, oh, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> he's given a shoryuken. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's great. But I, I was testing so. it out, and if you're standing still and jump, you have a small jump. But if you're moving, like the more you're moving, the higher your jump is. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't test it. Though. I think when you're moving at your fastest speed, your jump is about almost as high as that uh, double jump. Hmm. Also, yeah, kind of it, like, I was going to say, you can also crouch and charge a jump to jump higher as well. Yes, I think that's, that's true. Yes, yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I, they, uh, I, yeah, I was going to say, the jumping cats in this game actually reminded me about, the, uh, um, actually reminded me about a, uh, about a jump that works like it's a Mario game. Yeah. I was yep. thinking that too, so, Mario 2. Yeah, yeah. But, so, 
Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, there are boss fights, uh, as Will mentioned, like the enemy stage. You don't know how much damage you're doing to them because there's no hit point gauges on those guys. You just have to, on those guys, you just have to just like find a weak point, dodge and shoot. So and they go uh, down pretty quick. It's uh, yeah. I'm actually surprised at how quick they go down. <laughs> the final final boss of this game is actually kind of a pleasant surprise because again, like people like Mario, um, you know, after you beat like Dark Cloak, there is like one last hidden enemy that shows up, and and at first you're like, well, okay, I can't hurt the hurt this guy, but how do I defeat him? So. Um, you just have to dodge for a while. Eventually, eventually, his weight when he comes down for the jumps uh, breaks the bridge that you're standing on, and he plunges into the lobster's death. Mm. So, um, you you again, kind of like you know, like uh, Bowser, like Super Mario World. So, um, another like Mario inspired inspiration it seems like. So, I do like that at the end though. It's kind of like a you know, like a neat gimmick. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that boss in the game, and I I first tried <laughs> attacking it because um, the boss of. Uh, the fourth stage I almost couldn't uh, hit him and then I realized what I was doing wrong yeah 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 the hard parts yeah the hardest parts about the boss is fighting with like fighting how to do damage and trying to avoid their shots because um, you know because some of them do put up a lot of a lot of flack at you mm-hmm. so but uh, the snake boss was interesting I thought that uh, I thought that's actually the so it's actually the boss fight I actually enjoyed the most. Um, I, I, I wasn't because of how different it was. That reminded me a lot of the snake from uh, Battletoads. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, most people don't get to like, that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, speaking of, like, hard games. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is... Yeah. Yeah, this is a hard game. Um, I don't know if it's... I, I, don't, I don't really know if it's more difficult than the NES games. Um, well, you do have... Maybe not quite that you bad, You do have but... limited continues. True, you do. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I found the difficulty to be that of, like, the NES games, and... I mean, I beat it in, like, 35, 40 minutes, somewhere around there. Yeah, it is a fairly yeah, short good. game. Yeah. Yeah, you did pretty good then, Joe, because the average uh, the average time of a playthrough on YouTube is about 25 minutes. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um, like, so... Yeah, uh, yeah, if you, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I was surprised about that. Like, if you know... Like, what to do with this game is like very, very short. So it's like this stuff is a game that has very, like very limited replay value. It's like they want to make the game difficult on purpose because they realize that you know you're gonna play this game for a while until you eventually beat it. And then you're like, well, okay, the challenge is gone. So, right. but you know, I, like you know, and it's easy to forget how expensive games were back then. So, oh yeah. yeah, I mean, there's they're about what the cost of games are right now. But right. but adjusted yeah. for inflation, you were spending yeah. more of your income on a game exactly. back then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I think I paid, yeah, I think when I got Zelda three when it first came out, I, I paid like sixty five dollars for that. So, but it definitely was not like a cheap game. Yeah. So, and Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy four to this day is still the game I've spent the most money on uh, buying brand new. That was seventy dollars. I've but. I've I bought plenty of uh, special editions of games over the years, but if you're talking <laughs> standard, like the standard edition of something, yeah, I think the most I paid is seventy. Well, Joe, speaking about Genesis again, uh, I, I clearly remember seeing Fantasy Star 4 in stores whenever it came out for like about $8. Yeah, so. yeah. And thank God I wasn't into those games at the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would have never gotten it anyways. My parents most certainly, not even for a birthday or uh, Christmas, I would or even Hanukkah, I would not have gotten that. Nope, no At way. least in RPG, you feel like you're getting the money's worth. Right. The money's worth, the, 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 um... Uh, by those games at least, but you know, this game was perfect. I think. Will, did you say earlier? That, yeah, yeah. You said earlier this was a rental for you. I yeah, think it's a perfect rental game. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's short enough that. Rental. Yeah, yeah. 
I was I was just yeah, checking so, um, I was just checking prices real quick because mentioning Fantasy Star, I own a complete inbox copy of the original for the uh, Master System. Oh wow! Uh, complete inbox is one hundred and seventy four dollars. Yes, yeah, yeah, those are yeah yeah those definitely worth some money these days. So, uh, yeah, yeah, this game this game is still like pretty affordable. So we'll cover prices here at the end, but um, yeah. So uh, we'll mention the graphics already. The graphics in this game are serviceable. I mean, they're nice. They look very similar to the past adventure round games. They're, they're big they're and chunky, and they like, look very good. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna say this I is mean, like, you know, one of the plus sides to this game is that yeah. you know visually it's it's beautiful, it's colorful, yeah. and vibrant, and uh, I love like the animation for the bosses and whatnot. Um, yeah, the animation is like for like Higgins himself. It makes it feel more epic than it actually cool. yeah, is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you know. The graphics themselves are good. I think, like, you know, you have to remember this is a very early Super NES game, so you're not going to see the, like, fancy graphics that later games have. But, um, you know, but the graphics are very, like, bright and colorful, and the game does look a lot like the passive and round game. Yeah. So it's got that going well, that's it. why I think it's so. impressive, because it's such an early Super Nintendo game. You know what I mean? Um, I did see that... Yeah, I, I yeah I did see some, um I did see I, I did see some graphical glitches glitches in this game though. However, I'm not sure if you guys saw that too. But I don't. And to be fair, I don't know if this is due to the emulator or what. I'm not but... sure. I didn't notice anything, but it might be the emulator I was using. Yeah. So I saw so I saw some flickering in some uh, 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 as flickering in some areas. Uh, certain enemies when they're like you know too many of them in one line or whatever. Um, you know there's some there there's some flickering. There also there also was one area in one of the boss fights. I think it was I think it was number two, where we stand in just the right spot to, to, to where we stand in just the right spot like the boss stage. Higgins' legs vanish. Mm. You don't see his legs anymore. So oh geez, I don't even think um, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, like I said, I really don't know if it's the emulator or not. It may be the emulator. So, but you know, again, 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 early game, inexperienced. Team, I can see glitches like that happening occasionally. So, yeah. and like, I mean, I noticed them, but they're not a big deal. Um, but you know, there was no slowdown of the gameplay or whatever. I mean, beyond the game itself being slow, man, this game was slow to play. It's like, it's like, I wish Higgins could move faster. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Won't argue that. I think that, yeah, and I don't, and I don't remember the adventure round games being the, being this slow. I've not played them for like a, uh, many, many years, but I, I thought those were faster paced. I mean, uh, the first one is a little slow pace but then like and that's the other thing like i don't get either like the second adventure island game um they kind of change it's like the same gameplay but they introduce like an inventory that you can have and everything mm -hmm. else like it's it's weird yeah. like they upgraded yep. the game but then like when they came here to the super adventure island they didn't do any of those upgrades they were just like oh here's literally an upgrade to the first adventure island and for based the on this game super adventure island 2 does have some of those upgrades we're talking about that yeah later, yeah yeah uh, toward the end so yeah i definitely but, want yeah. to cover the sequel at some point because that looks phenomenal yeah, <laughs> yeah i still gotta yeah, play is... the sequel to it because that's one that i haven't even tried yeah yeah, this is definitely like you know, like I, I like I do not blame you one bit, Will, thinking this is a port because this game does certainly smack like a port. Yeah. The, the one thing that that I told mean, me that it wasn't really a port was they didn't have the same bosses. True. Yep. Yeah. So, but and like you know and, and yeah and yeah the manual uh, yeah the manual also does mention does mention that Higgins has become a well known uh, a well known adventurer by this. Point. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Like, like, like it applies as a sequel to the games. Mm -hmm. So, but but they uh. Um, the music is very good in this game. Like, it's a very yeah. good soundtrack. The music's yeah. very good. The The music that really got me was um, the underwater music. Because mm. it, it kind of had 
Um, if you guys remember the Pure Moods commercial. Um, yeah, yeah. So it reminded me of uh, Sadness from Enigma. Yeah. <laughs> and, then at one, and then at one point it has, it kind of sounds like, like 90s, uh, like, like the rap, kind of like, uh, what's the type I'm thinking of? Like the hip-hop rap style. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good music. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, was going to say, that was the second strong point I had for this game, was the music. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I actually just looked it up because I was curious, and like, no wonder the music's so good. Uh, this was composed by uh, Yuko Koshira, who also composed the ActRiser uh, oh, game go. soundtracks. Yep. Oh, okay. But, so, Streets street of Rage, Streets street of Rage, like Revenge of Shinobi, Dragon Slayer, yeah, this guy's... Yeah. Yeah, this guy scored numerous great games over the past. So, 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 so yeah, that's why the soundtrack's so good. <laughs> the the one the one but. ding I have on the music though was the boss battles could have had some more upbeat music. I didn't even know <laughs> yeah, I was I, I didn't even know true, I was coming but... to a boss when right. I heard that music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but but uh, yeah, um, the soundtrack is also very fitting with the whole theme of the game. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a very like, tropical yes. sounding too. Yes. Yeah, like you know, like drum uh, drums uh, dr- drums and beats and whatnot. So. Uh, yeah, very good soundtrack to this game, um, but uh, you maybe yeah you maybe listen to the music more than you're actually playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went and listened to the uh, mm-hmm. the soundtrack to it. It's on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, but uh, yeah, so this game, yes, this game did get released. Uh, uh, as this game did get released later on um, as part of the Wii Virtual Console system. Um, so. Did not get a so did not get released on uh, did not get released on any of the later uh, uh, virtual consoles, but it was available uh, uh, on uh, uh, but it was available uh, uh, available like, when we want at least. So and it wasn't included um, on the uh, Super Nintendo Classic. Mm. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it's so. it's one that could have. I think it's a solid uh, yeah. solid addition yeah. if it was. So I mentioned before the connection between this franchise franchise. For, Franchise the Wonder Boy franchise. Make these more confusing for anybody out there looking at this game. Uh, there is a uh, there is a there is a later game also called Super Adventure Island that came out for phones mm. in 2000, um, 2004 in Japan, two thousand five in North America. Mm. It's not this game. That game <laughs> that that game is a remake of yeah that game is a remake of Wonder Boy Monsterland. Oh jeez. So, okay. So yeah, so just to mess you up like, even further further than you already <laughs> are, but. So yeah, I don't know why they did that, but whatever. So, uh, quick little side note: Did either one of you ever play Adventure Island in the beginning on the Wii? It was a WiiWare title. I didn't play I've much of the WiiWare stuff. It, yeah, yeah, that was that was a pretty good game. Sorry, just showing you know how much I've actually played of this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's fine. So yeah, so um, yeah, so uh, I did want to talk about the sequel just a little bit. Um, you know, so I. Like, so I agree with you, Joe, that we probably will have to cover this game as well later yeah. on. But I was curious about the games. I checked it out also, like, for a while. Um, yeah, Super Adventure Island 2 is much like the later... Uh, Super, so, so, just like, so just like 1 is similar to 1, 2 is similar to 2 and 3. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, they, um, they brought back... You know, they... Uh, uh, they brought back they brought back action adventure uh, action adventure elements such as like you know the inventory system that you mentioned earlier, Joe. So uh, the game feels more like a complex platformer than because um, you, uh, uh, um, I like those reasons. So, um, but yeah, looks like a very good game. So I think, um, well, spoilers, but we're kind of getting toward the end of here anyway. I actually I actually I actually think I liked Adventure Island two better than this game. So uh, mostly just because that. 
I mean, like, Adventure Island is fine for what it is. If you enjoy platformers, if you enjoy the franchise, you'll have a lot of fun with this one. But it's but but it's difficult. It's slow. It's a very short game once you get used to it. So it was like I, it's like you know, this is a weekend rental like I mentioned before, or like you know, just like messing around with it, messing around, messing around with it like for an hour or two, um, you know, um, you know, an emulator. Mm -hmm. I can't really just buy this game unless you're a collector, just because I think this game is not really that great in the grand scheme of things as far as the franchise goes. Agreed. Oh, for the for I the mean, price, I think it would be worth it. Yes. So, um, how has your impression of this game changed changed at all uh, playing it now, Will, compared to like you know uh, you as a kid? Um, I pretty much I enjoyed it as much as I did back then. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 certainly not a long game, and it's certainly not one that. I mean, it, it kind of shows off a bit with the Super Nintendo, especially the early Super Nintendo, what they yes, could do. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. as the system went on, you, uh, there was better and better things they could do with it. And I haven't played the second game yet. I'm sure that there's some stuff that reflects that later time in there. Yes. But for what it is, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a great game to, like, look at uh, early days of the Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, because... Yeah, because this yeah because this wasn't a launch game, but it was like very close after that point. So, uh, but yeah, so Hudson Soft would get better the system as time passed. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, yeah, anyway, um, it's a fun game. It's fine for what it is. Like, it's very cute. Um, you know, like the soundtrack's definitely great. So, um, yeah, just like you know, I wish there were a few things that there uh, um, a few things that were different. But it's not like a, a terrible game. It's just like kind of like to me personally, just like you know, like a meh. Platformer yeah. game, just like you know, okay, it's fine. I played it. Let's move yeah, on. I would have, I would have liked a better, better final boss, and more like an actual like health bar for the bosses, yeah, and be able yes. to fight the yeah. bosses for a lot longer. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree with all that. So, but uh, but yeah. Anyway. Um. <clears throat> so yeah. So uh, that's Super Adventure Island. Uh, um, so another one of those games that actually had that super naming scheme going on for the so popular system back in those days. So um, I've never counted how many games that super in the title it had to be like at least two. Had to be like at least a dozen. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, it was pretty common. Yeah, I was gonna look. I was gonna years. look it up real quick, but um. I know I look up Super on this app, and it's listing stuff that has Super even later on in the title. Yeah. <laughs> I think I probably could take a quick look at it. So, um, while I'm doing that, like real quick, um, Joe, do you have like a final thought about the game? I mean, I ha like uh, my assessment of the game. That I have written down in my notes is that it looks great, the music is great, um, but geez, like let's be fair, like this is Adventure Island on the NES, just with bigger and more beautiful sprites and that's not necessarily a bad thing it's just more of the same and i understand the bosses are different but it still feels the same and that's like i said not a bad thing i enjoyed this game i uh would play it again no problem um but i don't think i would invest in a cart uh, i think i'm perfectly fine with emulation on it fair enough so how about you um, I will. I think I would go pick up a cart <laughs> <laughs> because of because of the price, which which I know we'll discuss a little little later. But yes. uh, yeah, yeah. At, at at its at its price, I'm I'm more than willing to grab a copy to add to the collection. Cool, cool. But so give us a quick look here. I'm seeing about like oh god, at least probably around like. 100 games came out of the system <laughs> that total. Sounds about right. In both, like in both Japan and North America, that is super starting, 
starting like their name. So, oh no! <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a yeah yeah it's a huge list. So I didn't didn't realize yeah I didn't didn't, didn't even realize they realize how realize like how big that was. So, but anyway, yeah. So um, there is there is a cheat code. You can't do a stage select in this game if you want oh. to. So, um, title screen comes up second time. Person hold the O button right and start hmm. to write X and start. So. Um, so that's nice, at least, uh, you know, allows you to be able to practice some of the practice stages that may be giving you a problem, so, but, um, yeah, this game's, yeah, this game, this, this game must have so, yeah, this game must have so pretty well, because it's pretty common uh, on eBay, and, uh, eBay, and you can have it for not that much price, so, uh, 52 copies of the game currently listed on eBay, 72 copies of the game, like, recently sold, uh, these prices include shipping, uh, card only, uh, ranging from $15 to $40 sold, hmm. so, uh, yeah, you know, like for, on my app, yeah, it so lists like around like game. twenty bucks. Yeah, and yeah CIB copies are a bit more expensive. So, uh, are a bit more expensive. It's expensive, but still not that bad. Anywhere, for, um, anywhere, for, uh, so anywhere, for, so, so, so anywhere, for, anywhere from fifty-one dollars to hundred to hundred to hundred thirty-six dollars. Mm. Um, yeah, CIB copies prices. The prices they 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 range more wildly because it depends upon the condition, of the box, like all the right. materials. So it's like you know, like the lower end of the scale. You get everything, but it's beat up. <laughs> Higher into the scale is like it's like pristine, pristine mint. Like you just bought yeah. it, kind of a, a, a condition. Yeah, I'm so, seeing a list of a, you know. a, a sealed copy of being around two hundred and fifty-four dollars. Mm. Oh, oh, that must be new because I did not see that when I did my eBay searches at the just several days ago. So cool. Now, right, now, if you yeah, wanted, so. if you wanted Super Adventure Island two, a cartridge alone is going to cost you a hundred, around one hundred ten dollars. Mm. Yeah, that game's real. Yeah. Like I knew that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so <clears throat> not many magazines covered this game back when it first came out. So, um, I um, you know, um, as a matter of fact, uh, I was a matter of fact, uh, like as a matter of fact, I could only find like three views uh, on this game uh, total. So it's like you know, like um, so Brett Weiss, who spent the podcast before in the past, he's the guy who did the. Who did that uh, very good super super nice omnibus uh, two two part book book recently? Um, he looked at the game like recently, like recent while back, uh, like a while back, and gave like a four, uh, um, um, four point five out of five stars. Hmm. So, uh, you know, he really liked it. You know, like he criticized he criticized the same things in the game that, that we did, but he still said in the end, it's, like so enjoyable. So, um, by comparison, a magazine called uh, um, you know, by comparison, a magazine called Super Gamer. Uh, bombed the game at forty-two percent. Oh, so, um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, so the average, the average ratings here, the, the average range online sees this game, which includes both uh, uh, old-fashioned and contemporary ratings, about seventy-three percent. So that's about about um, a- about average of um, yeah, I'd say that because the the way people are doing uh, game reviews these days, anything below an eight point people think is absolute garbage. Right, but. Yeah. <laughs> But well, I, I can gamer... find I can find something even yeah. I think uh, what was it the uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Gamespot gave that like a four point three out of five. Yeah, Gamespot. No, not four point three out of five. Uh, no, so, no forty three yeah. out of a hundred is what it was. Oh, yeah, forty three. Okay. I know it was a four and three, or and they just trashed on the game. And I love that game. It's fantastic. I was gonna say, but, yeah. not only do yeah. I love that game, but I just bought the Switch remake. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fantastic so, series, and yeah. people just trashed on it. It does, yep. goes to show, like, even even if a game gets a low score, 
you have to look at what people gave it a low score for in order to understand if you actually like it or not. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 So, but, uh, yeah, so I never heard of a gamer. Uh, they were, you know, they were UK magazine back in the day. So, uh, you know, like maybe the British just have a different sense of platform game, platform games than we do. Well, 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 I know they do because they're the ones who had all those like you know dizzy games and whatnot. Right, so. that weren't good at um, all. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are some dizzy games that are pretty fun. You know, like I don't think the whole series is trash, but um, I don't think a dizzy gamer came out in the system though, so we can't talk about it. Per right. Se. They, they also had those uh, side-scrolling. Uh, Commodore 64 titles as well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, which could be good depending upon like, who's developing it. Some of them are, like pretty good. <laughs> like you know, like Contra, Contra, Contra on the MSX, for example, is very interesting. It's a very like you know, very different take mm. on the game. So because you have like a you know like, you know because you have a hit gauge you know and, and different weapons and that kind of stuff. So it's a very like different game. So, but yeah, computer conversions are always interesting. But, but uh, yeah, so. Looks like the last Adventure Island game to come out was the one that Will mentioned earlier, uh, the We Were game, like Adventure Island: The Beginning. So, um, which was 2009 when that came out. So this is probably like a dead franchise at this point. Although there have been remakes of some of the games made, like made like more recent years. But Konami themselves no longer Konami themselves no longer like really made like uh, making video games anymore either. So yeah, they're doing mobile um, games. So if anything, we'll see a mobile version of it. Yeah. Don't forget the casinos. I mean, like, you know, like, you know, slot machines. Yeah. Yep. Well, Master Higgins also had a cameo in a GameCube and PlayStation 2 game back in 2003 called Dream Mix TV World Fighters. Oh, I didn't find that. Yeah. <laughs> I totally uh, so, forgot about that game. Oh, yeah. yeah. So are you, are you aware of it? I am. I am. Y- you are? Um, so it was basically a Super Smash Brothers style game <laughs> that had... Um, characters from Hudson, Konami, and Takara. So okay. you had Ma- uh, Master Higgins, Bomberman, uh, Simon Belmont, Solid Snake, Twin Bee, Megatron, Optimus Prime, a <laughs> uh, character from Beyblade, and uh, Microman. It was it was quite an interesting series. It never got released in the U.S. Yeah. Mm. That doesn't surprise me any. Yeah, so... Well, yeah, I've and there was a character. There was a clear character from Bloody Roar too, which was um, a fighting 3D fighting game that hasn't had a uh, ha- hasn't had a new game in quite a while. Yeah, almost twenty years now. I want to say. Didn't yeah didn't yeah didn't Takara make the make the um uh make the uh oh what was that monster monster fighting franchise um this damn the name of it just like flew. Like right in my head. But, if you're, th- if you're yeah. thinking Darkstalkers, that's uh, Capcom. No, okay. no, no, no. I was thinking about a. Um, there's a yeah. There's a monster franchise, uh, kind of similar to Godzilla, but like you know, like uh, like like fighters, uh, like a fighting. There was King of, King of Monsters. King of Monsters. King of Monsters. Yes. Yeah. Who made King of Monsters? That was. Um, I, I, I just found it. It says uh, Takara Video Games. I'm looking on the, the wiki for it. I, I thought so. They yeah. developed and published. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Those ones. Also interesting to note, uh, some of my recent uh, pickups, they also invented the uh, Battle Beasts. Hmm. Okay. Which were the, the small uh, action figures from the late 80s, which are actually part of the uh, Transformers line. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, okay, cool. But, yeah. All right. Cool, cool. Well, all right. 
Uh, yeah, so that's yes, let's say that's 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 Super Adventure Island. I, that, I, I know platformer platformer episodes, episodes tend to be like a bit shorter, but um, I think we've so I think we've like you know pretty much covered this game like pretty back and forth. Yeah, uh, nice game. Not. Uh, like not a bad game, but you know I think it's um, uh, um, simplistic in some ways. It has some faults, but it has some faults. But the, um, you know, but you know, but you know, at least it's a pretty solid game in the franchise. Like you know, I think, you know, every Adventure Island game I played, I, I played, I actually have liked. Like even the Game Boy ones, like are pretty good. Yeah, I think the Game Boy ones were a uh, translation of the uh, second and third games on the NES. That makes sense. Yeah. So, but uh, but uh, anyway, so uh, speaking about Game Boy, we were talking. To- so we were talking with Will earlier uh, before you know, like people were podcasting as to what like Will is working on these days. Um, what kind of current projects, stuff, etc., that you're working on either right now, Will, or that you're hoping to do? The, um, you know, like in the near future. Yeah. So I am trying to get a Game Boy podcast up and running. I just have to get my butt up to actually do it <laughs> and uh, try to get everything set up in terms of recording and try to get good recordings done for it. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've uh, working on trying to figure all that out, and hopefully soon I will be coming back to a podcast that I've been doing for a couple years now, and that is uh, the Move Over Kids podcast over at uh, Move Over Kids on uh, YouTube. Yeah, I'm actually not familiar with that podcast. What's yeah, it about? so we discuss uh, Nintendo-related uh, news and different things like that. Sometimes we bring up. Uh, some other companies as well. We even had a interview with Tommy Tellerico talking about the Amico. Hmm. Oh yes, that's become dumpster fire these days. Yeah, <laughs> people are people are trashing on it, and it's like when it comes out, it comes out. You know, there's a lot of stuff. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on these days, especially with all the other companies. I was talking to somebody at work that said they their landlord couldn't get parts for their washing machine for like six months. Yeah. Wow. So. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. yeah. So. So you know. Yes, part, like, you parts know, for one washing machine, and yeah. pe- people are expecting a system to have like thousands of units ready to go with all these chips. Yeah, see that part of that I totally understand. Like you know, I understand about the shortage, so that like, everything. So like, like so that part, like, like that part, I'm totally fine with. The only thing, um, sidetracked like real quick here, but something like came up. The only thing that's giving so like the thing that's giving the most pause, like about the like about the um you know. The, uh, so the thing that's giving the most positive about the Miko is the fact that, you know, like, where are the games? They really haven't shown, like, any, like, like games like the system yet. So, like, you know, I know they're being worked on, but we haven't seen anything for, like, a long time they've, now, they've shown so. They've shown some. They just haven't shown a lot of them. But they have shown some. Right. And the games they've shown, to be honest, have not really looked up that great. Which is, which is fair. Not yeah. everyone's going to be interested in the types of titles that they're doing. But they are going to so. be doing some classic stuff and bringing back, as far as I know, a lot of the stuff from the original Intellivision that they have the rights to. Yep, I've heard that. Yep, yeah, yep, I have heard that. So, yeah, so... Yeah, you know, I'm curious to see what actually happens... what happens when the system comes out. You know, like, I'll give it a... Right, so I definitely... That's okay. <laughs> um, so I definitely give it, like, a fair shake. She left the phone in the room. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. It's, so that, you know, that's what editing's for. <laughs> we'll wait for the phone to stop. It stopped. Good? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, so, we're, as everybody wants to reach you, Will, how can they do so? Uh, these days, it's mostly just on uh, Facebook. I'm trying to keep kind of lower on, um, like, actually having people contact me different places. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, uh, Joe, how can they... 
Uh, so Joe, like, how can you be reached? I have a very public Facebook, and also uh, I can be found on Twitter at J O E S U X three zero. Awesome. Uh, yep, as always, uh, this podcast can be found either through our Facebook page, or you also can send an email directly if you want to at the SNES Podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, we definitely would welcome like any kind of feedback. I do have feedback here that I want to definitely like you know get on the podcast, but like you know we just need to find like um, a pretty um, you know pretty a pretty appropriate spot for it. So um, probably like you know like not when there's a guest host on. <laughs> um, so like you know please send in the feedback if you have any. Uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter what games you are. Uh, we're going to dedicate a whole section to feedback coming up here like pretty soon. So, um, but anyway, so as always, as always, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Um, the March of the Guest Host continues next week. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry, next week. By next podcast, I probably should say instead. But uh, we're looking at a very curious game next time. But I, uh, um, uh, it's another game I never heard yeah, of. Yeah, I took a look at it um, when I saw the list. And I haven't yeah. played it yet, but I know of it. It looks really interesting. Yeah, so like, you know, Tim, who's been on the podcast in the past as well, too, uh, wants to look at a Japanese-only game, which is why I never heard of it, uh, called Wonder Project J, which is which is very, which from the, which, which the quick look I've given it, is a very curious game, so it's going to be kind of fun to go, that fun to get into, so uh, stay tuned, stay tuned next time for that episode, so um, so as always, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. Uh, Will, thank you again very much for taking time on your busy day. Oh, no uh, problem. Anytime. Anytime it. you guys want me on, yeah. I'll come on. Okay. Awesome. Well, sounds good. So, uh, yeah, so uh, stay safe, everybody. Um, you know, it looks like most of us here, in at least in our areas, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Massachusetts are going to be okay with the storm. But, you know, anybody in Connecticut or New York, um, I hope things are okay for you, with, like you guys, like the day goes on. So, uh, be, so like, you know, be careful out there, everybody, and we'll catch you again soon next time. Uh, later on. Bye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep on power.